is not. Okay, uh, welcome back to Wheel of Amiga, I mean Wheel of SNES, uh, where we have <laughs> drew out uh, uh, the adventures of Kid Cleats for this week, uh, or in the uh, European or overseas versions, uh, Soccer Kid. Uh, Football! So, uh, we're going to jump right in and say, here is the uh, synopsis of what this game is. Someone has stolen the World Soccer Cup. Mind you, they don't say World Cup. It's the World Soccer Cup. I'm guessing it's probably trademarked. And scattered all the broken pieces all over the globe. Kid cleats to the rescue. Armed with your most lethal weapon, a trusty soccer ball, it's up to you to journey around the world on a quest to recover the scattered prize. Dribble and kick your way through the frozen streets of Moscow, around the ruins of Rome, on a bullet train to Tokyo, and blast squirrely skateboarders, sluggish sumo wrestlers, and renegade robots with your lethal cannonball. The fate of the world's most popular sport rests on your golden toe. Save soccer by bringing home the cup in one piece. So, uh, what do you think about that, Josh? Man, that's a nail-biter. So, basically, they're just saying, hey, the... The World Soccer Cup, not the World Cup, uh, which when we're filming this or when we're recording this, the World Cup is about to happen. So <laughs> yeah, it is it's, somewhat it's, fitting that we draw a soccer game. It's pretty ironic. It's pretty funny. I was sitting there thinking about that and I'm like, man, we're, we're literally about to start up. Uh, this was developed and published by Crystalis Software, which is an Amiga company, basically, uh, uh, they did make a lot of Amiga games. Uh, they did make a lot of soccer games on the Amiga and MS-DOS. It's uh, known as Soccer Kid Overseas, Adventures of Kid Cleats in the U.S. It's a port and a platformer, and it was released in 1993. So, uh, you know, we've this is our seventh game, and we have literally played, this will be the third Amiga game. This is the third Hence Amiga. It's the wheel of Amiga here, sponsored by Amiga. <laughs> uh, God rest its soul, you know. So, uh, uh, the plot, it's pretty basic. An alien comes to steal the World Cup, and literally, how are you going to steal the World Cup? You're going to fly in on your UFO, and you drop a plunger all the way down to attach right to the top of it, because, I mean... You, they're aliens. They're high they're, tech, man. They're, they're sophisticated. Wind doesn't matter. They're just going to drop this damn uh, plunger. This plunger is gravity defined and wind resistant. Well, what I'm thinking is you still need plungers in space. Uh, you know, yeah. they, so he drops his plunger out there. Uh, he steals the World Soccer Cup trophy and uh, he brings it back up to his ship. And uh, which I will say, his ship. He's not just a alien, he's a pirate alien, according to the... Uh, he is a pirate alien. Which I didn't... I feel like if you said he's an alien, it's one thing. When you say he's a pirate alien, I feel like you're talking about some small, Somalian pirates trying to smuggle in the U.S. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. But his ship is actually kind of look like a mix between a turtle and a pirate ship. Yeah. And as this guy, who's so sophisticated, come in and drop down and steal this trophy, as he's leaving, a meteor hits his ship. And as he's in outer space, uh, this trophy breaks into like five or six pieces. Uh, apparently, he re-enters the Earth's atmosphere. Does it melt up? No, it does not melt up because it's a beautiful game. It's a beautiful trophy. It's it's quality made. And it falls down. Gold under... has a very high melting point, apparently. <laughs> I do not think that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently what they put in this, it was like, I don't know. I don't know. I it, was, get... it was an painted gold. 
or vibranium. So the, gold. the broken pieces fall back down to earth, and like I say, it's in uh, you know major cities. I think it's uh, New York, Moscow, Tokyo, London, London. You know that Japan. They well, I said Japan, Tokyo. They cover all the the major uh, soccer cities. You know, well, I ain't gonna say soccer cities, but the big countries that take yeah, soccer serious. And not only that, but also big, well-known cities like like. I think if you go to Moscow, if you can tell them the name a city in the U.S., I I would say about a 75% chance we'll say New York. Well, and I will say that uh, I think probably a lot of the areas uh, that we're in here, like when you're talking about you know to- Tokyo, Moscow, France, uh, I kind of appreciate that, and that's probably why they ported it over, they threw in like New York. Uh, at, at the time that this game came out, this game was released in 1993. Uh, the World Cup was actually held in 94 in the United States. Yeah. Uh, that's a fun fact. I uh, was in middle school when it happened. Soccer wasn't that big, and it's still not as big here as it is in other places. So I feel like they kind of tossed in that New York just to include us. And that's cool because the other, the other towns or, you know, or the countries are pretty much uh, soccer countries, yeah. per se. Uh, football. You know, football. A beautiful game. So, soccer is life. Is that what he says on Ted Lasso? Yeah. <laughs> soccer is life. Soccer is death. So uh, so basically these pieces fall down and they land in all different countries. And it is up to Kid Cleats to go rescue this trophy. Uh, so, you know, basically there's not really a whole lot to go with this game. It's a, a side-scrolling platformer. Uh, the whole object, there's... A very confusing part of there's 11 player cards that you're supposed to gather that's supposed to help you get to the pieces of the uh, World Soccer Cup. Uh, there's like, I think it's six countries. Each country has like three different levels. Uh, and, and that's pretty much it. You just side scrolling, you're uh, going battling enemies, just trying to gain this trophy back. You know, like I say, World Cup's a big deal. I understand that, uh, you know, it, it's it's a soccer game that's not necessarily a soccer game, I guess. Uh, but with that being said, uh, uh, there ain't really a whole lot more, I guess, depth to this game. No, no, that's about it. So uh, is there, a, there anything you want to add from the startup of, or anything like that? I mean, it, it does show quite comically, which it's meant to be comically. So it's fine. It shows the alien still in the trophy, going about his business, getting hit by a meteor, falling down, uh, exactly as we explained. I don't think there's anything yeah. missing there. My biggest concern is this. Like, this is a space pirate alien dude, right? right? Who travels probably millions or billions of light years to come steal this trophy. Okay, I may have an answer for what you're about to ask. No, you don't, because I'm going to deviate from that whole... I'm just telling you the the overall synopsis. Do you know why he was stealing the trophy? No, not yet. I, okay. I, and we'll get to that. My thing is this. He got taken out by a meteorite, right? A little right. asteroid. The fuck is his space shield? How did he get here without taking damage? Well, I was just kind of thinking he was probably... He didn't have his shields up, because he done stole the trophy. He's on his way out. He's probably looking back going, huh. 
Earthlings. Check this out. And then he turns around and meteorite hits him. That's happened to all of us. You're like, he was getting cocky and then he got dead. <laughs> he was going, oh, bitches, look at me. That's exactly and then immediate it. stop sign. He was coming out like damn Conor McGregor swinging them arms, <laughs> trying to make a spectacle. He got hit by a meteorite. <laughs> I, I see that. So know. that's kind of what I gather. Uh, I mean, you're you're focusing on the getaway, not on where you're going. I yeah. guess it's nothing like you know winning, like going back and having like a tournament style game. Like me and my friends, we play Smash Bros. and all the time. You know, you win the epic game. You're like, yeah, look at me. You go walk into the kitchen and you slip and fall, bust ass. That's it. You dead. <laughs> so basically, this uh, uh, alien uh, pirate. Uh, he came, and this is the reason he came and stole the World Soccer Cup. I'm going to call it World Cup before it's over with. Uh, yeah, because that's what it is. He stole it to add it to his collection. That's what it stated on the, the, the back of the, the lore of it, the box. What's his damn collection? Why are you driving all the way over to steal this hunk of junk? It's got to be trophies, right? Wait, well, and then the other part. Well, let me get to the other part in a minute. But yeah, are you collecting trophies? Are you just, I, I, I don't understand. Why it, did you come to steal this? Yeah, okay, and if you're stealing trophies and all that, cool. I'm all for you doing that. Go for it. Be an ultimate villain that likes trophies for some weird fetish. Right. You know, I'm all cool with that. So you're going to steal the World Soccer Cup, but leave the Stanley Cup? Well. What about the, is there a golf, is there a big Masters Cup trophy that you get? I think they do more jackets. I think that. I think they're more jackets, but you know, you ultimately, also, I mean, I would imagine that this we ain't ever heard of this alien before. I guess he's came from far away. He came I would from imagine that the, he came from Treasure Planet. Well, I would think that Treasure Planet, Trophy Planet, probably or Trophy Planet, is a long ways away. So by the time you wasted all the resources, the money, the fuel to come still, what like a twelve pound chunk of gold. Or something like that. He's like, a, not worth the money. Dude, he's a pirate. He's probably stealing shit all the way to Earth by so, that point. So let me ask you this. Do you think he's a good pirate? No. Well, here's my thing. Are pirates innately good? Well, I, no, I mean, like, do you think he's good at his job? Like Jack Sparrow. No. At least you've heard of him. No. No. And even Jack... Hey, he dropped a freaking plunger from 30,000 feet, it seems like, and hit that trophy. Cool. Great object to play in the crane game. Okay. So here's my problem with the space pirate. He gets hit by a meteorite, and the trophy goes flying all across the United States. The world. Yeah, yeah well, you're right. I'm sorry. The world. It's it's the world's game. It's the world's game. So if you were this pirate, and you'd literally plunge this thing, and you're like, reeling it back up, and that's the sound it probably makes. Uh, <laughs> I would imagine that in the status of his ship, when he got hit, was the trophy still on a plunger? Where it fell back, because I don't think a ship came crashing down. Would you not think that before you left the atmosphere, you would have reeled it up into the ship? Yeah, but so was it still free hanging? Well, yeah, it had to be free hanging, because if the ship got hit, there'd be like 7,000 pieces all across the world. Nobody give a sh crap about the damn World Soccer Cup. They're going to be wanting this alien tech. And no, so no, not even alien tech. They're wanting the random trophies that this pirate has already stolen. I want to know what true. other trophies are out there in the world. So I feel like he must have snagged this trophy been flying around with it dangling down like you picked up off a, a injured person off a freaking mountain just dangling down and then he got hit by a meteorite Again, and fell back down congratulations on the crane game i just i don't understand why you don't i mean i feel like he's gonna jump into light speed or whatever he's about to do 
why don't is is the trophy in the ship? And if it is, how did it get out of the ship yeah. and all these pieces? Yeah. Was our magic window? <sighs> I don't know, man. I don't know. This is about as much interesting as I get into this. I agree. The the whole plot of this thing here of how it's not even the plot really. It's how the trophy left the spaceship. Well, I'm gonna leave you off the start with this. Coming back into the fun facts. The alien has a name. And I'm gonna ask you what the name is. So you chew on that for about the next 45 minutes. Okay. Before I'm... I tell you this alien's name. Okay. It slightly makes a little more sense. Not really, but you kinda understand. I will come up with the perfect name for this asshole. Did you know that the alien had a name? I did not. There's no way you would. No. But I will come up with a name for this asshole. So uh, we're gonna. The, we gave you the lowdown of the game. Uh, we're gonna jump into the what makes it and breaks it. So uh, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you we're gonna jump into make it. Uh, this is the third Amiga game we've played. I'm still not a huge. Uh, it, it's one of the better Amiga games that we've played of the other two, which was Obidus and Super Putty. Uh, Super Putty wasn't bad. Uh, not my favorite thing, but one thing I think this game did better than the other Amiga games was their use of color in it. I felt like it was more vibrant. I ain't gonna say that there wasn't a lot of colors in the other games, but, uh, I felt like the colors were very crisp in it. Uh, still not a huge fan of the, uh, the music. I did like that, uh, I don't like the repetitiveness of the music because it seems like it's all on all these Amiga games. It's like a six second loop i I did appreciate that through all the levels each level had its music that was unique but i don't like hearing the same music in a six second loop so even though i'm not a fan of the music because of the looping and the length of it uh i do think the colors were great and i did think that each level had their own music and that was kind of cool i agree like i said the the music and everything like that i said it's it was good. It changed per level and everything like that. But like I said, the whole basis of Amiga is it's like I said, six, 10 second loop over and over and over again. And and it wasn't like classic MIDI music. It was like a little bit more. I mean, it was it was loud. It wanted to be heard, and it yeah. wasn't it wasn't bad until you're you're sitting there struggling and uh, and I did struggle quite a bit with this game, uh, but. It, it wore on me pretty pretty quick, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of levels, uh, you know, for a Super Nintendo game, they had a lot of music in it, yeah. even though it was looped over and over yeah. and over. And it seemed like the music was also portrayed differently per level, like, in London, it's sort of, like, I just may be an uncultured swine, but the London music that was playing sort of seemed like, yeah, that fit in London, you know. The Moscow sort of sounded more of the of the Moscow variant. Agreed. New York was more of the American style. I, I, that's what it seemed like to me. I may be 100% wrong. I don't know. But the music was actually toned more towards different sections that sort of seemed like it blended in. And back to the whole color and crispness of this game, it seemed like they also took in the fact of, the, like I said, the contrast of the game. And it didn't seem as pixelated with the colors. Like with uh, the other Amiga games, Super Putty, for one, like, you were a ball of putty 
jumping around and all that, but the colors looked like they like in some areas looks like they blend together. It it wasn't fluid. It wasn't. It didn't have that contrast or sharpness to dip, to distinguish between the two. To me, on some of the levels, but in this game, it did. And and it, I agree. And when you did start the game, they did have an options menu where I think you could change because uh, this game was ported. It was uh, I think I think it's pretty widely locked, not just in the U.S. but worldwide. Uh, from what I gathered. Uh, it did have an options menu where you could adjust. I think the difficulty was World Cup or normal or something like that. Or it was something to that effect. And it did have a save state, which was cool. I did like that it had that because, uh, you know, some of these games, uh, I think some of these games that we play would be uh, better served. You know, some of the games where you had to play two or three straight hours to beat them without a, a save state, uh, having that password, hell, I think that saves with the burnout factor. I'm more likely to play a game I can spend 30 minutes on and get a password if I've only got 30 minutes to play. Uh, I don't want to play a three-hour game and then try know, to cram not, yeah, it, try pause to cram, it and then go to the grocery store. Yeah, try to cram it. Yeah, I agree. And and so you the, the save become between the, between the countries, not necessarily each level. Like say, each country had three levels. Uh, you could save it after you finish those three or you'd get like a code. I'm not sure. I didn't get a safe state on this, uh, to be quite honest. Uh, uh, the other thing that I liked a lot is, hey, Josh, if you're a soccer fan and you want to play a soccer video game, explain to me what it's going to be. It's probably playing soccer, right? It's more than likely playing soccer. It's a soccer game, but it's not a soccer game. If you said, hey, I want to play a soccer platformer, the only thing I can think that was a sports game that was more like a platformer was like Michael Jordan, Chaos in the Windy City, where he's throwing basketballs and stuff. Yeah. And that's kind of what this game is. Uh, so now, it's, a, it's a nice spin for a soccer fan. Now, there was also the rare game of sports meets fighting in which Shaq Fu. Oh, there was Shaq Fu. I forgot about that. But it is a nice spin on a game. So if you're you're a soccer fan... You can play a game that isn't necessarily like playing FIFA or, uh, you know, I don't think there was really a whole lot on Super Nintendo as far as uh, soccer. Uh, I know there was about a dozen games or so, half dozen, but they were all soccer games. So uh, I did like that there's a soccer game with a new spin, and that is original, and I give it plenty of points for that, which, you know... Once again, if you're playing a platformer that's a soccer game, coming in the next point, uh, what are you going to attack people with? A soccer ball. I that or your cleats. Yes. Well, it does say kid cleats, which is uh, not necessarily misleading, but uh, I do think using the soccer ball to attack is clever. Uh, I can tell you, at, I played soccer in college. You catch a soccer ball wrong, it hurts. It, it hurts bad. I, I played soccer growing up, and I'm not going to lie, there was a few times where uh, granted, if you don't play soccer, you don't know the pain of being a midfielder. Midfielder is the worst because you're constantly having to move and all that. And me playing a midfielder is I was one of the faster kids, so I could always get back on defense the fastest. Right. You can't ever pitch up without getting back. Yeah. So you had to play that fine line. And there was a time, and I remember it plain as day, and I, I can still feel it, is a person kicked the ball hit the soccer ball towards the goal and our goalie was on the other end and I dove in front of it, took that soccer ball right in the gut. 
I've took one in the nether regions, and it I, almost I, made me throw up. I got lucky. I didn't get hit there, but I got hit in the gut, and oh my god, it knocked the breath out of me. I felt like I was about to chunder, which is another word for vomit. Like I, it felt miserable. So and it took me a solid five minutes to regain my composure to get enough to get back there to the game. So attacking with the soccer ball, I'm not going to say you're going to go rob a bank with a soccer ball. Soccer ball. You know, no. I mean, I guess you could probably kick a gun out of someone's hand or put the money in the bag right kicking this damn ball, lady. This isn't. Uh, what is it? Shaolin Soccer was yeah. that the, was that the name of the movie? Was that like a Jackie Chan movie? No, it wasn't a Jackie Chan movie. It was a okay. It's like that Kung Fu Hustle, okay. but it's Shaolin monks playing soccer where they channel in the mystic arts. I've never seen. You never seen this, I've George? Never seen that. It's on the list. Okay. You need to watch it. It is the dumbest movie, and you're going to get a huge kick out of it. So. Yeah, you could use a soccer ball to, I guess, essentially inflict harming on somebody. But so you know, basically, you're playing as this kid that is uh, kind of stereotypical what you expect a soccer player to look like, like a soccer kid. And he goes around, and all he's got is his cleats and his ball. And he's got his uniform. And so the thing that I think's great is instead of just kicking a ball, there's a lot of things you can do with the ball, like. You can kick it, you can hit it with your head, you can jump on the ball to spring yourself up, you can do bicycle kicks, you can juggle the ball. I mean, I will say that it's not like, hey, here's a ball, kick it toward this direction. There's more to it. There's, There's a lot of versatility, which was amazing for I this couldn't era believe. Of the game. I could not believe there was so many things that this kid could do with a soccer ball in relation to this game. Well, it took me until I think level three to figure out that I could jump on the ball and well, bounce on it. When I seen some, the kid jump on the ball, I was like, I actually played soccer with a guy who could trap the ball by jumping on it. I never could, but that is literally yeah, no. a move that can happen. And yeah, no. I was like, all the moves that he did in the game was pretty realistic. Now, I don't know if you jump on the soccer ball, if you could really spring yourself up higher to jump like mm-hmm. in the game. But he, the, the child in the game, did not do a move that wasn't necessarily a soccer move. Instead of just shooting at a goal, he's kicking at an enemy. Yeah, I don't even think he even touched it with his hands the entire no, game. No, because it's a handball. Yeah. We're not doing that. He's not a goalie. So, uh, you know, also, uh, once you kick the ball, you had to go chase it down, which I thought was a super cool aspect, too, because, you know, even though I think the game would probably be a lot easier if you just kick the ball and it magically appeared back at your feet every time, sometimes you kick the ball and... Uh, you miss. You gotta go chase your ball down. Or respawn, which you did have limited respawns. I don't necessarily know what determined the respawn. Because sometimes I had it, sometimes I didn't. I think it was whenever it left the screen for an X amount of time. That, that's and what it may, I've got it, to. It, it may have been time. So you could respawn the ball. I think it was by hitting the A button. I can't remember which one it was. But, uh, there was pretty cool physics in it. Uh, this was a game that had those damn spikes that I absolutely hate. <laughs> and it was cool. If your ball hit the spikes, it busts the ball. It did. Again, spots are instant killers, except for the last game we reviewed, No Escape, which there were punchy spots, and there are different spots. So, and, and it was kind of cool. Like, when you kicked the ball, and there was nothing more satisfying, is kicking the ball, hitting the enemy, and it bouncing up, and it hitting your guy, and then you kicking it right back at him yep. and killing him. Now... 
what wasn't cool is when it went over your head or you missed it or when you were trying to jump and you were trying to move along with the ball. Sometimes that seemed a little clunky, but when you shot the ball and you missed, you still had to chase the ball down, which was just like in real life, you know. Just it, like doesn't playing, magi- it doesn't magically come back to you. It's like shooting basketball, playing soccer as a child. You miss a shot, you air ball, it rolls down the hill. You want to keep playing? You go down the damn hill yep. and had to go get the damn ball. And yep. uh, that was it. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, is there, what What do you think was kind of cool with some of the stuff here? I said, the uh, complete ball control. Like I said, everything you could do was amazing with it. And especially for this game coming out, when did you say, 93? Uh, let's see. Uh, it did release in 93. So, I mean, that, that seems like a lot to do, to be able to do for a 93 style game. Besides, you know, besides the bigger ones, you know, like Mario and stuff like that. You know, Mario and some of the others, you could do a lot more with it because it seemed like there was a lot more budget there. But for this being an Amiga game and you having that all that ability, I don't want to call it free range because it wasn't really free range. But to have all that ability for an Amiga port style game, I thought it was really good. I For an Amiga game on the Super Nintendo, uh, when we're bringing up Super Putty and Obitus, not to dog those guys, uh, I did feel like this game was more crisp in everything. Like, control-wise. Uh, you know, not to say that the bar was set super high with those, but... Uh, you know, I, I've had my share of Amiga here in the past seven weeks. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle another Amiga game, but it did have an Amiga feel to it. But uh, if this was the first Amiga game we would played, uh, I think it would have made the other two games harder to play. Just seeing yeah. what they could have did. Like this was the better of the three Amiga games, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, and and the real and the part about that is, I think they all came out red. Uh, I don't want to say close to each other. But within a year, right? If I'm not mistaken, I think one of them came out in like ninety one, ninety two. Yeah, you're probably within two years. Yeah. So it was ninety three. Super Nintendo came out in ninety one. I'm sure that maybe Obidus was ninety one. So well, uh, Obidus was also you said what was it? MS DOS, I think. Yeah. Uh, which when I say Amiga, I do think a lot of MS DOS. Yeah. Because a lot of the games I, I remember growing up playing MS DOS games in the computer labs. Uh, this game, even though it felt like an Amiga game. The other games felt more MS Dossy than yeah. this, if that makes any sense. Yeah, they felt more computer than console. Yeah, we're and we're not even gonna get into the PC supremacists. I feel like at ninety three Amiga probably, and just judging from the other two, I would think that in ninety three Amiga, uh, I think Obitus was ninety one. The other games may have been in production before the Super Nintendo came out. Yeah, I feel like this was in production after the Super Nintendo came out. And I think that yeah. kind of showed. And I don't know that that's necessarily a fact, but it did have, everything was a little more crisp than the other games. And I think that's why it kind of didn't have the MS-DOS feeling. Uh, I've got a couple more things. And uh, there was, uh, probably these are my, I've got three things that are my favorite. And that's all I've got for it. Is it had a fun feel. It's a pretty simple idea. You know, you're not you're playing a soccer game, kick the ball, kill some enemies. It's easy to play without having to put a lot of thought into it. So you didn't necessarily need a story about an alien. I mean, the alien's still in the, the World Soccer Cup. That's cool and all that. But at the end of the day, when you pick it up, you don't need to know what you got to do. You see people zooming around on their scooters, throwing wrenches at you, dogs, rats. Uh, you kick a soccer ball, you hit them, you kill them. Point go now 
I do think that the uh, 11 player cards you're supposed to get was a little bit stranger uh, to get, but it was a pretty simple game. Like, you could figure it out. If you didn't, if I just said, here's a control, the game's already on, figure it out. You could figure it out within about two minutes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so I think you, you cover a wide age group with that. No, I don't think anybody could say they couldn't play this game. Now, we came off No Escape where... It was very difficult to play if you didn't have background on it. Nobody can say that they couldn't play this game because they didn't understand what to do. I, I don't think that that's the case. Yeah. You may not understand some of the moves and what and, and such or the cards, but you can get to the end of the level without getting the cards or without taking your soccer ball with you. So it, it's essentially a platformer like a Mario game. Yeah. Yeah, like... Like you could, you could probably go through the entire level and maybe not kill an enemy if you tried hard enough. Like you could be in a complete pacifist. It would have been really difficult, I think. But you would eventually, I think, have to kick the ball and realize, like, oh, this does damage to an enemy. So if I do it some more, maybe the enemy goes away, dies, blows up, whatever, whatever the action sequence of a soccer ball hitting a person repetitively does. Now, one th- these are the other two things that I thought was like the best part of the game was when you move through the countries, the background of the game. Like it when progresses. You, you could see Big Ben in the background. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, that was kind of nice because I, at the end of the day, would I care about the gameplay or the background? I care about the gameplay. It was a nice tip of the hat. It wasn't just like one still screen. It actually changed as you were moving through the level, going from left to right. The background was going from right to left, fading out. So, like if you seen Big Ben at one part, as you keep going forward, he it got fades out. Away. Yeah, you you lose sight of it. Yeah, and I'm just like, man, for an and and I hate to beat up on Amiga just because the other two games weren't great. It was a good Amiga. Yeah, they I stepped was, up their game on that. That was a nice tip of the hat, like. It's like, man, the game looks crisp. The colors are there. And I feel like you probably had somebody there like, they probably hired somebody and said, make the background look good. Or what can you, we're at the Super Nintendo. This is for the MS-DOS and the stuff that the, the Amiga stuff we've been releasing. We've got more bits. We've got more uh, resources. Do something with it. And I feel like whoever was working on that background nailed it. Well, see, and that's where I was going to say this, and I know we're not reviewing them or anything like that, but the old Sonic games, they always had that progression in the background. So it feels to me like Amiga went out and got a, the person responsible for the Sonic backgrounds and brought them in and do it. And and I thought that was just super cool. Now, there was some of the levels that were kind of goofy, and I didn't like. The background didn't matter because the gameplay at that point I was pretty well done with. But I just remember playing the first round, like even just like the cars and stuff that you were going by, they were well done. You didn't think about them. So if you seen a bad, uh, ugly car or something that was out of uh, focus or a lamppost, if it looked wrong, you would notice it. Yeah. But I didn't see any of these that were wrong. No. And, And so it was just like, say, you know, with some of the stuff that these guys have been releasing, I thought it was awesome. Yeah. By far, I think this is one of the better Amiga games we've played. And it seems to me like they actually took time to build this game for the console itself. I, I think that's exactly it. I think this game was made for this console. 
where the other two that we played, and I'm not going to say this is the best Amiga game ever. Is it the best one that we played? Yes. I, I, I feel pretty firm on that. Uh, yeah. Uh, Super Putty may, visually, uh, this was better than Super Putty. Super Putty may have had a little bit more uh, fun and kookiness to it, perhaps, uh, depending on who you're talking to. But I do feel like this game was made for this system. And, and the last thing that I have that I thought was good was like, it's easy to nitpick when stuff goes wrong. Like on Roger Clemens, I remember talking about how I hated the animations. You had the gameplay that sucked and you want to spend your time on the animations where you blew a bubble or watching the pitcher walk on and off the mound. And I'm like, you could have took that out of the game and made the game better. So even though the game was what it was, uh, when Kid Cleats kicked the ball, his and when he kicked it up, his head would look up. When he would do a bicycle kick, he was doing a true form bicycle kick. If you actually watched as he moved, his hair, even though we're talking subtle, it ain't like we're talking FIFA 2022 or something like that, his hair actually moved. Yeah, there was changing. There was progression into his... Uh, I don't it, want to say it, it, it was a tax, but it was more form. Well, when he was moving, his hair and his uh, mannerisms was moving with him. Yeah, they were changing, and that that's another big thing about it is that we didn't we haven't got that yet out of any of the games that we've played so far. There have always been other little things like, like okay, we do this move, and like you said, in Roger Clemens is they walk up, blow a bubble, or something along those lines. But with this one, there was actual more fluid. It it was a fluid thing because, like, uh, for people who don't play soccer or anything like that, to do a bicycle kick, it's a whole ordeal, isn't it? Just you jumping up and kicking backwards, like you, like there's a motion you have to do to be able to time it. Right, and I think the physics of it was pretty close. Uh, I mean, as far as a video game, it probably hit it better than most. But you know, to go back to Roger Clemens. It's easy when somebody takes a shot and they miss to say, hey, that sucked. But I felt like they took their shot and they hit it. And it was just like, you might not notice it as you were playing it. But like say, you know, the gameplay was kind of repetitive. And as you, you know, were going through all these shots, you seen your guy reacting to him. And when they did an animation to the Sprite or whatever, and it was good. It was great. Like, it was like, it's, I hate to pick on these other games when, they're trying to do something and they miss, but it just makes it so much better when one of them does this and it hits. Yeah, like I said, the whole talking about the, the animation style still, I still can't get over that, is whenever he was doing the uh, headers. You know, he, he was looking up and he was bouncing with it because you don't just sit there and let the ball bounce on your head. Inertia doesn't work that way. When you jump on the ball, you're not... Now, you can roll over certain things, but... Uh, you would fall off the ball as well. like And the yeah. physics was good. When you kick the ball hard, the ball would go farther. Yeah. Uh, when you kick the ball high, the ball would go higher. And and so the animations, the physics of it, I thought were super crisp. So like if you were actually just watching somebody play the game that knew what they were doing, and you seen the color of the game, uh, probably mute a little bit of the uh, six-second loop that it's constantly got going on, and then you see the player reacting to the soccer ball, You'd probably be like, man, I mean, this is pretty impressive. That that's what I would get. Yeah, it was it was a definitely impressive for a '93 style game. Like it was, especially when you're watching where the startup is a 
pirate ship getting hit in the solar system. And like when you see that, it kind of looked goofy, and it is goofy. The whole game's goofy, which it is. is like I say, it's a fun game. Uh, it's kooky, I guess. But judging from the way the game starts up versus the physics and the movement of the character, uh, I wouldn't have put those two together. After if I seen the first startup and you told me it's a mega game, I'd be like, "Damn, this is going to be another super putty." Like it's going to yeah. be a super putty feel. It's going to be a little clunky. Yeah, with the controls. it's going to be a little bit of a like a clunk fest. It wasn't going to feel great. It wasn't going to go good. It wasn't going to jive good with me. It was going to be more of a drawn out, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it this the old college try. I'm gonna sit down and give this a good set to go through. So, I guess uh, not to keep on going about the physics, which was really good, and just the movement of the character. Uh, that's pretty much, you know, like I say you you're dotting the eyes, you're crossing the t's there. And you can tell that there was care and thought put into that. And I do appreciate that. But that's pretty much all that I have uh, for the pros of it. Which is more pros than we've had for a lot of the uh, Amiga games. So uh, I guess we're just going to roll on over into the cons. And, uh, you know, I guess it kind of goes back to the start of the game where we're we're arguing over the whole aspect of what this alien is doing, but uh, the one of the biggest things is a plot hole. A plot hole, you know, we're, we're talking about a game 30 years that I have an issue with the plot of it. So, at the end of the day, this alien steals, and this is my, my biggest con from the get-go, is the alien steals this World Cup, World Soccer Cup. So, it's very well thought of across the world. Now, I don't care if you're from Spain, Germany, Tokyo, USA, Mexico. If you, Antarctica had a team, you know what they were? They're everybody. Want, everybody knows what the World Cup is. It is one of the most popular sports, if not the. It's probably the most popular. Antarctica does have a team, and it's called the Emperor Penguins. Uh, well, I would root for them because I'm sure they're cute as hell. But uh, penguins are actually about six foot tall. They're never mind. They're sketchy as f. <laughs> so this is one of the problems I have, and this is a little problem to have in the plot. The World Cup, World Soccer Cup, falls down in like six pieces or whatever, right? Why does not every country come together to put this soccer, this trophy, back together? Would you rather, like, and that's the point of competition. I bet Germany's like, put this trophy together because they're going to beat all your asses and take this trophy. And Mexico's going to say, no, you're not, because we're going to win it. Put that thing back together. Everybody's going to say, put then this. Amer then America's going to come in and go, America. F we, yeah. We got it all. So why does this kid have to go to all these countries? Should the countries not decide to put this trophy back together? And uh, they're acting like each country's like, oh, I got the left side of this trophy. You ain't ever going to get it back. No, that's not how this works. No, An alien stole it. Everybody wants a piece of the trophy. And I agree with that. That's a big plot hole in this story. My second plot hole is this. Who's funding the kid to travel everywhere? No, I had that in there too about the travel. <laughs> is he? Is this kid selling lemonade on the side that lemonade's like a thousand dollars a cup? I know in 2022 we live in a hostile political climate. And if an alien's stealing the World Soccer Cup, 
is enough to plummet us into ultimate chaos to where we turn on ourselves to not be able to put a damn trophy that somehow survived coming back through the damn atmosphere and we can't put that together to play? I have a problem with that. Just saying. My other problem with this is that, granted, I understand that this game had to make it more acceptable to land in these certain areas. Yeah, because they're not going to land in the ocean. We're like 70% Land in the ocean! (laughs) You know, (laughs) they're going to land in very specific tactical spots. Because maybe that's what the alien wanted, because it's just going to fall down in these spots where nobody wants to give up the trophy. I mean, what's going to happen? There, I, I'm sure the soccer tournament's going to continue to go on just because there's not a damn trophy. Because A, you're either going to make another trophy, or B, you're going to say, hey, we got like five, six of this trophy, but those assholes over in America or Mexico or Tokyo wouldn't give up theirs. So they can keep that shit, but we know no, we're the winners. No, because that trophy is made out of vibranium or mithril or something else other than gold. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and say this. Whether you're one of these countries and you ended up with a piece... Of this trophy. You're going to send a kid over there. That's cute. To to win this. No. It's going to sort itself out. Because them damn soccer hooligans are going to go over there. And get the That's damn trophy. That's true. If, if, if you tell me that freaking England and London won the damn the World Manchesters? Cup. The Manchesters? Yes. They will go get their damn trophy. The Red Devils? They will burn your house down. To They'll get do more trophy. than that. And then they'll burn your house down and then have a damn pot with you after the game. Yeah. So I are going to celebrate with them. So maybe the kid's more of a peacekeeper, but uh, I, I just can't get past nobody wants to put the trophy back together because this damn pirate stole it. Damn and, alien pirate. And, and for a little filler for our viewers, if we have any at this point, I don't know. But you may not know what soccer fans do. Soccer fans are violent and the greatest and gracious people you'll ever meet. Like I would love for you to go up to a soccer player who's a diehard. Like, go, go to England. Go to Manchester and tell them that Chelsea is better. I guarantee you, if you don't get punched in the mouth at that point, you are a lucky person. Yeah, you may get away with it there, but I know if you go in there with the wrong uniform into a pub that is a Manchester United pub wearing another color... You're getting destroyed. You're going to get the shit kicked out of it. I don't know, or they're going to rip that jersey off of you, burn it, and then force you into a Manchester United jersey, and you just now have the greatest friends on your planet at that moment. And that is true. It's, it's very fickle. You know, you better be thinking on your toes. Uh, but that is true. So the hooligans are going to take care of it. That's what they live for. <laughs> that that's, that's soccer in a nutshell. Like, we have our, over here in America, you know, we have our American football where, you know, we'll yell at somebody like us being from Tennessee. You know, there's nobody more than we hate than Alabama right now at this moment. So if we see an Alabama fan, we'll sit there and avoid them. And now since Tennessee won, we'll actually say, hey, what happened? That's right. You know, but 16 years of living in shame doesn't make us instantly better. Go over to England, even if Manchester United wasn't doing good for 16 years, and you still show up in the wrong uniform. I will say that those Manchester United or the other hooligans – even though they will cuss you for it in another uniform, they'll yell at their own players just as bad. Like, when they're not they happy, will. they will let it be known. Yeah, they are not the nicest fans out there on the planet. They think they know how to run a, a soccer-slash-football 
team better than anybody on the planet. Okay, so the next thing I have a problem, other than this just being a plot hole, we're not even got into the gameplay. No, we haven't. And this isn't a gameplay thing either. I feel like the main character looked a little stereotypical. Uh, like, yeah. So there's how many billion people on the damn planet? They made it look like a little Mexican kid. He a did, little Latino. He did look a little Hispanic. And and he didn't look that... Maybe, maybe a little Italian, too? Maybe. But, uh, like I said, it, it was it, you, you could tell what ethnicity he was coming from. And, and it's not so much that when he was in the game, I didn't think it was as bad, other than his feet were oversized. But when it <laughs> went to the cutscenes... He had them huge Amiga eyes, and yeah. it freaked me out a little bit, man. Like his, it looked everything, his face, his cheeks, his eyes, his damn feet was as big as a damn head. Yeah, and which, and it looked unnatural, which, and it did freak me out. Which again, I watch anime, so I'm used to those big anime style eyes. But his a the the way Amiga does those big eyes is like I said, it's a little different. It's a little, it's a little weird. Yeah, like his eyes are probably the size of a freaking whole skull. But, yeah. you know, it, but when he was in the gameplay, it wasn't that bad. But when he was going to, like, the cutscenes loading up, I did not like the look of the guy. I felt like uh, he was Spaniard or Latina. I felt a little racist, uh, to, to be honest, when I seen it. it. It didn't feel right, and he didn't look right. Yeah. And, that, and that might have been both of those. Yeah. And another thing that I have that isn't fully gameplay, but... Over here in America, we spell cleat, C-L, correct? C-L-E-A-T, not K-L-E-E-T. Yeah. Where did that spelling come from? I don't know. And I feel like you could have named it like, you know, according to this, the way the guy looked, it could have been Pablo or Emilio and uh, the soccer story. Why do you got to call him Kid Cleats? Like, you yeah. couldn't have gave the kid a name. I mean, yeah. I don't know that the kid has yeah. a name. Not that I've seen anyway. Yeah, yeah. The alien has a name, but you couldn't give the kid a name. I've actually been working. I have several names already wrote yeah, okay. down for that. So, to get, I guess we'll, we'll keep moving on. When we get into the actual gameplay, the coolest thing about it was your attack with the soccer ball. One of the things I hated the most about it was try to get the damn soccer ball to go where you want it to go. Yeah, that was a bit finicky. Like I said, you had you had several you had several attacks that you could do. You had a and one of them was you had an easy kick and a hard kick. Well, there was no power meter there. It was, I, I don't know if it was you holding the directional button in that direction and made it go that much farther, or if you wasn't hitting it, or how long you held the button down. I I don't know how that worked, and that really irritated me. And, and most of the time, like, if you're trying to kick it up and all that, that's fine. You have time, and it, you you would figure it out. But and going into another point was it was just like the other Amiga games that we played. You're going to take damage, not necessarily immediately, but you're going to take damage trying yeah. to kill simple enemies. So where it come in kind of that mix and trying to put the ball where it's going to go when I drop down in one of the sewers or subways or whatever you want to call it, and these rats are running around, does that... Okay, so I'm trying to kick a ball and hit a rat, and it bounces over his head. The rat comes and hits me, and it gives me one hit. In this game, I think you get three hits. Uh, you gain hearts as you go on. But you start out, you get three hits, and then you're dead. So a guy throwing a wrench does the same damage as a rat running up my leg or whatever. Uh, I can kick the ball, and if it's in the general direction of the guy with a wrench, it's going to hit him as where the rat bounces over him. Now, I've got to go get that ball, and that's aggravating because I can see the enemy. I'm putting the attack out to hit the enemy that's there. 
And so I, I didn't like that. It was aggravating as hell trying to kill an enemy that you could see and you kick a damn ball and it just bounced right over him. Now, if you're kicking a soccer ball, that's what happens. But we're playing a video game as well. Like, you got an alien steal in a World, Cup, World Soccer Cup. The realistic aspect, even though the physics are good, give me a damn kill on a rat when I kick the ball over at the rat, you know? Well, it's not even that, really, for me, is my whole thing is this. They like said. Dude throwing a wrench, the skateboarders, whoever they are, the sumo wrestlers, you know. I think in New York City there is even like a gangster looking dude. I'm not for sure. But like I said, those are easy targets. You're a soccer player. You mean you can't punt a rat? I'm just saying, if you've traveled across three continents kicking the crap out of everybody, you should be able to hit a damn rat. Yeah. Like, if a rat's coming at me, guess who's going to take back and take a football punter's style? That rat's about to go see a field goal post at that point. Like, I'm going to kick it as hard as I can, as far as I can. So, so I think the game would have been a little bit better is if you had a standard, you know, kick attack, but without the ball. Yeah. That way you could at least take on the rats and the smaller animals. I feel like you could have kicked the ball and it been on a plane, like, like on you know, Street Fire, where you got normal punch and high punch. Yeah. Or low punch and normal punch. Like, you should have a kick that covers everything waist and below, and then kick up higher. And I mean, I, I could handle bouncing over a character when I'm trying to arc it across a whole screen, as where I'm trying to kick one point blank and hit a rat. Yeah. And and I do. I, I said, I think they're, I think the game could have benefited with, like you said, a, a low attack with a ball where you. Uh, Say a passing attack. Because nine times out of ten, whenever you pass, the ball doesn't really go up. It's still on the ground depending on this, how far the pass is and everything. And, and you did bring up, too, that there is uh, a sumo wrestler in this game. I don't know what Amiga's fascination is with sumo wrestlers because we had it in Super Putty as well. I'm sure in Obitus, if they could have fit it in there, they would have put it in there as well. But they do like their sumo Maybe wrestlers. it was in there. We just didn't make it that far. Maybe even in Obitus. Maybe in this one, there was a... Space, a, uh, a little Vandiska over there? I don't know. Maybe the space pirate also had a sword. Perhaps. The only samurai, not the last samurai, the only one, right? Yeah. I don't know. So, but yeah, I, I agree. I think they're, like I said, the, the whole, I, I, I wish there was more of a pass attack to where the ball either stayed on the ground or you just had a standard kick. So, the next, I have two more things that kind of go hand in hand with what I didn't like. The game is too fast, I feel like. The enemies come at you quick. As you're trying to move through, your guy's moving too quick. The enemies are coming at you quick. There's a lot of enemies, that, even if you know they're coming, that you don't hit. And then to go on with the game moving quick, the camera is pretty janky on this game. It's jerky. Like, you're going back and forth, and the camera's like super quick to switch, which is cool because the camera's going with the flow of the gameplay, which I guess isn't a knock on the camera. But the gameplay is just too fast. So when you're going back and forth, man, it was like hurting my eyes watching it go back. And that's where I said earlier about it being like Sonic the Hedgehog. And Sonic is a fast-paced game. Like you're constantly, you, you move forward. And it, like I said, going back to that is, you know, how we, how we describe the background, the progression of it. Right. That's in Sonic. So it seemed to me like they got the direct, the person that had done the background of the Sonic game but he couldn't copy. He didn't know how they done the fluid motion of Sonic progressing through the level. Like it was still a side scroller, but at the same time, it was like once you got to a certain position, like I said, camera would switch. 
I will if you backed up, camera would switch again. I will say that I've been saving it, but you've brought it up. This is a Sonic the Hedgehog game. Yeah. That is what this game is. If you look at his oversized feet, even in the game, and you put a dang... Blue uh, skin uh, on Yeah, him. you put blue skins with a couple little... You quills. Know, yeah, quills coming out of his back. Or you take kid cleats, and you immerse him in a Sonic the Hedgehog game. That is what this game is. It's just a worse version. I'm not a big Sonic fan, just to be clear. You shut up. I'm not a Sonic fan. And this is a worse version of Sonic. Like This I would, is a worse version of Sonic. I would drink Sonic's bathwater over this game. Like, Sonic is so much better at that. Now, maybe that was what Amiga was going for, because Sonic was out at this time. Maybe they were just trying to catch that lightning in the bottle. But it does, like... I feel like one of the things with Sonic is it's a game that you're supposed to go fast, but the whole game's slowing you down the whole time. Yeah. That's exactly what this game did. And and I could, I don't know if anybody that worked on this was in the Sonic game, but I feel like this was, I, I guess with me not being a Sonic fan, a decent knockoff of Sonic. That's what, it, what I took it as. Uh, the only difference was you had a soccer ball. But at the same time, when you lost your soccer ball, you could run through the whole stage and... It was like playing freaking Sonic, which yeah. I'm not a fan of. Yeah, it, like I said I, I I'm with you. I don't know if they got somebody from Sonic to do this or not, but it had that feel of Sonic. Uh, another thing that I didn't like with this was when you're playing a platformer, most of them are going to be where you can jump on an enemy's head. Yeah, I hate not being able, to, not necessarily because like an enemy throws a wrench and hits you. I get it. He's got you. If I jump on an enemy's head, now I'm not might not necessarily be planning on jumping on their head but i land on their head am i taking damage from an enemy give me damage from hitting the ground but you you want that in parentheses goomba stomp yeah and even in sonic you get that right you do so depending on the enemy which is also the same in mario fair fair enough because you can't step on the spike turtles or whatever they are so at the end of the day if you touch an enemy you're taking damage. Yeah, you take damage. It don't matter if it's a dog. I'm pretty sure if I fall 20 feet off a damn roof on a dog, I'm probably going to take damage. The dog's going to die. No, this thing's just bouncing around. Yeah. You know? uh, so I didn't like that at all. Now, I've got two more things that I don't like that I feel is Amiga game related. <laughs> and the, the first one is probably more of a dislike than the second one. Uh collecting the damn ice cream and the silly candies. I didn't like it because all it does is give you points. Yeah, no. I don't like having to collect stuff that doesn't matter. It was the same thing in Super Putty with a lot of the stuff that gave you points and I get it if you're going for high scores and all that. I'm not playing Kid Cleats to get a high score. No, you're you're playing it to beat the game. Yeah, you're wanting to put a damn and, trophy together. And see, and that's also with Sonic. Like, I'm wondering if there was a hidden meaning behind that because in Sonic, no matter what, if you collect a hundred rings... You immediately turn into Super Sonic. Yeah, or you get an extra life or something. Or, or an sort. extra life. So I'm wondering if you actually managed to get all these points without taking damage, if something would have happened. So in typical Amiga fashion, they're like steering you. And of course, he's a kid, so he's wanting candy, he's wanting these ice creams, all this. And it doesn't necessarily matter. So it's like, I'm going up here trying to get this stuff because I feel like I need to for some reason. Even though you got all these player cards you got to pick up, which aren't really highlighted a whole lot. But they want to put all these candies up here. And it didn't really do nothing for me. And in the game, it didn't do nothing for me. I did not like that. But that's like most Amiga games that I have played. 
is there seems to be a lot of useless stuff. Point based. Yes, and 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 at the end of the day, uh, jumping out of your way, taking unnecessary damage on a game like this—that's a pretty long game. Uh, not necessarily a fan of it. And and another thing that is pretty uh, Amiga-ish is the game was pretty repetitive. I mean, it was literally the same loop over and over. Uh, different enemies insert, but it was kick ball, hit enemy, move on, which is pretty simple, and that's part of what made it easy to play. But in the Amiga fashion, it just wasn't really fun. Once I got through the first level, it wasn't fun to me after that. Yeah. Uh, it was the same loop. Just the same as the music just, over just, and over. Just slightly different platform. And yeah, you gave me a different stage that's the exact same gameplay. Yeah. My biggest thing, and this is the only thing I got left. I don't know if you have any more left, but my biggest thing is the 11 player cards that you got. Were you trying to build a soccer team at that point to help you fight the space pirate? Or was it just for finesse and show? It was supposed to help you gain pieces of the trophy. Now... I, I didn't get very thought, far into this game. I thought you gained pieces of the trophy by completing the levels. It was that with the player cards, I believe. Now, I never got... I, I did not get very far into this game. I felt like the game was pretty broken. Uh, it wasn't as broken as some of the other games. It was a, a better Amiga game than the, the a lot of the other ones that we played. But it was just not fun. It was, felt like a hassle to play. Now, we came from playing No Escape uh, the last episode, and it was tough to play. But there was stuff like, I ain't going to say that it was really repetitive. This game was super repetitive in true Amigo fashion, and I didn't get very far into it, and I didn't really care. After a, like a, an hour into it, it was like, I'm going to play it for another hour just to say I did, but I didn't care about it. Yeah, see, I made it to, I think... Moscow, and I said I collected the player cards because you know they weren't that bad out of the way. But I'm curious: is if I didn't collect the player cards, would I not have been allowed to get the trophy? I don't know that. Like, would I have to go back and play that level to find that player card? I don't know that. I think I think they do make you go back to play to get them player cards. I don't know that for sure. But once again, I don't care enough to know that. Yeah, I don't either. But if it is, if that's how it was, then do you think that would have been stated in the build-up of the game? Because, again, the game had a cutscene. Could you not have stated in parentheses? It just says, be sure to collect the player cards. They help you collect the trophy. I get that. And then what's going to happen when you collect player cards in London and Moscow and then the United States? These guys don't play on the same team. No, they're going to hate each other. You're going to make you're going to make it think that you're trying to pick up twelve people off or eleven people off the team that you're rooting for. Yeah, they're all across the country. Yeah, well, you you can't build a dream team in soccer. It's impossible. Like literally, I don't know how the World Soccer Cup goes. In the World Cup, you got to have some citizenship. And even yeah. if you've got dual citizenship, if you play so many games for a country, then you I mean you may be uh, Mexican American. Or uh, you may you be, get opted out. Uh, yeah, you may be damn German Spanish, and if you play so many teams with Spain, then you lose your eligibility. With yeah, German. you're automatically with Spain. No, it's not just one game. It's like twelve games or something crazy. But you know, at the end of the day, all these players, I guess the if the countries are going to form their player cards together to form one team, then why the hell do you not damn put the damn trophy back together? Like, why, why didn't what, they send Seal Team Six? And, and why is this kid? 
apparently just travel all over there. We don't want to hear about his family. We don't know how he travels. I'm telling you, $1,000 lemonade stands. I don't know from my, my experience with soccer players, we all poor. We poor. Yeah. Like, I can't just go jet setting around the damn country with the damn pair of yeah. kid cleats and a I had to ball. commute with other players to be able to play some sports because my parents couldn't take me to games. Now, the last thing I have that I didn't think was real great with the game was the aspect of the game was okay. Uh, and the bosses were stereotypical. You know, you got your sumo guy in Japan and all that. And that was probably okay. I could have gotten past it. But the game just wasn't fun enough. That no. just goes back to the game wasn't fun enough for me to, to care about that. Yeah, the game was not as fun as I would like it to be. So that is really all I've for, got for the cons. Yeah, for all the positive of the game itself, the biggest factor is it did not have the replayability and it wasn't as fun as I would like it to be. Now, I'll tell you, there's a lot of people that say this game is really great. Just so you know, I'm not one of those guys. Now, as far as the other two Amiga games, I feel like this was probably better. It's, it's definitely better than Obus. Yeah, definitely better than Obus. Uh, Super Putty might be a little objective. Uh, I feel like Super Putty did a lot of good stuff with what it did. But there's a lot of people that have kid cleats on a pedestal. Or soccer kid, whatever you want to call it. Uh... <sighs> I feel like it was more well-received overseas, but there's a lot of people that talk about what a great game this is. I'm not going to defend it. I think, hey, at best. I can see that as it being a good game and being up on a pedestal. I said, I'm fine with that. Again, that's the whole cult personality coming out and certain games like... But to me, the only reason why I think Super Putty is a better game than this is because it actually made the points matter. It well, and, and it's tough to rank this against other games. Well, we played two other Amiga games, and I don't know that it can like. It's not necessarily head and shoulders above the other Amiga games. No, and, that, and and that's one thing I will give Super Putty was it was released a lot earlier than this, yeah, and but, even though this did a lot of good stuff that Super Putty didn't. Uh, I don't know that it... I mean, it's there. I, I would say I think it's a little bit better than Super Putty, but not by a lot. Yeah, and... Uh, see, and I'm the opposite. I think Super Putty's a little bit better than this game for an Amiga-style game because I, it boils down back to the whole thing that the, the points mattered in Super Putty. You got to type in your initials. You yeah, can turn it into a competition. There's not a high score this yeah, game that I've seen in this. You, you can turn it into a competition. The way this game is done is like in Sonic and in Mario, you still you accumulate points by how fast you complete the level, by the stuff you grab. But those points nobody don't... cares because did you beat the game? That's yeah. why they're gonna. Yeah, say. did you beat the game? Right. Did you find out this secret? Did you do this? I do agree. Where in Super Putty you're gonna be like, what was your score on level three? Exactly. So with Kid Lee, it was a knockoff of Sonic slash Mario. And all them with it being where you had points that you, like I said, the candy, the ice cream cones and all that stuff. You could have bypassed that 100% and it didn't matter. Yes. And Mario, if you collected 100 coins, you got an extra life. And Sonic, if you collected 100 greens, you became Super Sonic and you blew past the entire game. I felt like I collected 100 ice creams that didn't do nothing for me. Exactly. So, okay. So... I think that probably wraps us up on what's bad about this game, yes. right? This is what's broken. So we got three things left. I've got two fun facts. 
the price charting, and then we got to rank it. So you keep keep your paper. You're pulling your paper up. I'm I, ready. I got I got I, some names for this alien already. Okay, I'm gonna give you that second. The first thing that I thought was very interesting was so this game was ported over to the Super Nintendo where it was called Soccer Kid. One of the fun facts is, especially in the first level when you're in London and you're passing the double decker buses, did you notice that on the side of the double decker buses it said Soccer Kid? Yes. Instead of Kid Cleats. I, I did. I did. So I did think that that was pretty strange, even though it didn't look unnatural and it looked pretty good. To it, be blended, honest. it blended in. And, and knowing that the game was called Soccer Kid overseas, uh, that helped as well. But, you know, the name is The Adventures of Kid Cleats over here. And, you know, I'm not saying that you spend thousands of dollars to change that or have somebody work overtime. It was fun. I just thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, kind of weird. Kind of cool that it did say Soccer Kid on it. You would probably, and I don't know, I didn't really even notice it a whole lot until I seen that. And then I'm like, you're absolutely right. I seen that a hundred times. Yeah. So here's the second fun fact, Josh. What is the alien's name? Okay. How many guesses you got over there? I got five. Okay. Five solid guesses okay. at what this stupid pirate alien is called. Okay. Come at me with it. Kleto. No. Klepti. Yeah. No, that's not it. I was just messing <laughs> with you. That's not it. Klepto and Klepti. So he's trying to steal a trophy. I get that. That's yeah. clever. Yeah. Captain Plunge. No. <laughs> Captain Snatch. <laughs> oh my god no it's not captain snatch but it should have been and then Saki for soccer and Saki. okay no yeah, yes okay Saki and trophy Saki. so i'm gonna give you one lightning round guess it's four letters and it starts with an s four letters and starts with an s ten cell nine, shot nine, eight uh, Sal, Sam, Sammy, Smithy, three, Lots. two, one. No, it's Scab. 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 Now, I couldn't have told you that. There's no reason. No, what that. is that name? That doesn't make sense. It is Scab. Scab, the space alien pirate. No. That, that, okay, the only way Scab works is if soccer was a union. And he was a scab replacement. Or secondly, scab, uh, no. Like, scab. Yes, that's it. Scab. Well, you know, like, I, I don't know how to defend it. That's his name. I mean, you, I would have probably, I would agree, maybe if you called him Snots, it'd probably been cooler because he's an alien, probably snotty. I don't know. I don't know. But his name was Scab. And I knew you would not know that. Uh, I do th I do find one thing in, in these Amiga games. The names like, are stupid. Like Super Putty. His name is Billy Putty. The alien's got to have a name. The kid ain't got a name that I seen. Now I could be wrong. Respond back. I'm okay, and that's the thing. I'm fine with Billy Putty. You know, cool. Let's name the Putty Billy instead of something. Scab the alien pirate. Like Flim or Puss or Pilly Putty. You know, something along those lines. But they also name. The wizard Dazzle Days. That's true. So I get where Amiga's coming that they like to name shit weird. It's Scab. 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 I don't like it. Okay, we're gonna leave. We're gonna move on. 
We're going to go to price charting. I, th I think my names were better. We're going to go to price charting. I'm going to give you a little hint here. Price charting had all three. I, I didn't look to see the frequency of what they sold. But on eBay, the only thing I could find what was sold was loose. I couldn't find a complete copy that sold. Now eBay's going to keep me limited to 90 days. And, and yeah. price charting's this is the job. So they're doing a little bit better job. And I didn't find any new. So I'm going to trust price charting on that. Uh, the loose copy on eBay and price charting was pretty close together. I mean, spot on. Uh, I'll give it to you within a $5 range. Uh, what would you think a loose copy of this costs? Uh, the Adventures of Kid Cleats for Super Nintendo. With cleats misspelled. Yes. I'm going to go with eight seventy five on that one. You're absolutely wrong. I figured. Because this is, again, cult following wise, this is me wanting to pay eight. I, I, I'm fine with paying $9 for this, but with you stating that this is on a pedestal with a lot of people. A lot of people like this game, and I don't understand it. Yeah, I will loose, tell you this. I, I would be amazed if a loose copy was under $20. It is not under $20. I figured, yeah. I, I, I'd be amazed if it was. I, I I don't even know at this point because my judgment's... Just, I'm still messed up over the name, okay? My names were better than Scab. <laughs> Scab's got you... Scab's got me messed this up. This is the object of a space, an alien space pirate, is to get in your head. They had the whole world pit against each other so they wouldn't put this damn trophy together. Because and he you told, can't even come up with numbers. Yeah, because he's like, hey, I just stole the world soccer trophy. My name's Scab. Yeah, okay. So, throw me a number. Over $20. Over $20. i am going to go with the answer of life and go $42. you are close. Price starting shows a loose copy at $38. I've seen them last three sold between $35 and $40. So, I feel like $38 is the dot. Now, I'm going with what price charting tells me because eBay didn't have any of the others. A uh, complete... Uh, copy of uh a sick Kid amount Cleats. a sick amount that's <laughs> yeah, not too bad there you say that well i mean it's bad because it's a complete super nintendo game but it's not you ain't gonna say three million dollars or nothing no like no 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 i'm more reasonable than that but i'm still gonna say a sick amount and then the complete inbox perfect edition is gonna be a disturbing amount. okay well you just hit me with both the uh, numbers then both a complete numbers. and a new According I, to price chart. A complete inbox and everything. I'm going to go with 380 No. I figured. It's probably a lot higher than that. A complete copy sells for 149 Okay, then that's not bad. What's a new copy? So then I'm going to go with 5 You're close. 479 Okay. I, I can... I, that's still a disturbing amount. But. So at the end of the day, if we call this a $40 game, Josh, if I give you this cartridge... Or I give you $20 cash. Which would you take? I'm taking the half tank of gas. I'm taking the $20. I think you're probably right on that. Much to the chagrin of a lot of folks. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of this game. I mean, it wasn't... For an Amiga game, it was okay. But when you're, you're grading it against other games, it wasn't that great in my opinion. So, let's really find out what your opinion is, Josh. Right now, we're... This is the seventh game. On your Mount Rushmore, you got Super Putty, Jeopardy Sports... Roger Clemens Baseball, No Escape. You've kicked Dragon View and Obitus off of Mount Rushmore. Is uh, Kid Cleats, where are you going to put that? 
I'm gonna put it at number six. I'm moving Obitus farther down the list because it's the worst of the Amiga games. I do agree that Obitus is the worst of the Amiga games that we've played here on Wheel of Amiga. Uh, we're almost at a 50%. We're just shy of a 50%. We are just shy. So I had Jeopardy Sports, Dragon View, No Escape, Super Putty, Obitus, and then Roger Clemens. So Super Putty and Obitus is Super Putty's hanging on for the Mount Rushmore. Obitus is gone. And I feel like all these mega games, they're right there. It's four and five. I'm gonna move Kid Cleats. Yeah, I originally thought it was better than Super Putty, but now that we talk about it, Super Putty is better. I'm putting It makes the points matter. I'm putting Kid Cleats beneath Super Putty and in between Obitus. So it'll go Jeopardy Sports, Dragon View, No Escape, Super Putty, Kid Cleats at number five, Obitus at number six, and Roger Clemens at number seven. I didn't like this game. I, I was not a big fan of it. I wasn't a huge fan of Super Putty, but I do think that, uh, and, and I thought Kid Cleats was better than Super Putty until we talked it out right here and I had to audible it. I do think it's close. It is. It's, it's well, okay. For me, I, I think what sold it to me is Super Putty has a lot of the same problems, but it was a game made earlier on. I don't think it was made for the Super Nintendo. No. I feel like Kid Cleats, even though the colors and stuff was more vibrant, it could have been a better game. I feel like Super Putty was ported over from a lesser system, and Kid Cleats was made for a system like this. And I, I see that too, but the reason why I still put Super Putty higher up than this by a long shot is because the points mattered in Super Putty. In Kid Cleats, they don't. In Kid Cleats, I felt like it was a generic version ripoff of, of Sonic. Sonic. Yes. And I don't like Sonic. And I don't want to play a generic version yeah, of Sonic. If I want to play a game like that, I'm going to go to... Like, if you said, I don't like Mario, I get that. But if you don't like Mario, are you going to play a knockoff of Mario? No, you're going to play the real Mario. Yeah. And and so I don't want to play... I feel like I was playing a knockoff of Sonic the whole time. Yeah, and I put Sonic on a pedestal. It's one of the first, one of the first games that I actually enjoyed playing as a kid and stuff like that. So, again, this just hurt. At where it was. Well, I ain't got anything else to add to it, Josh, do you? No, I do not. Let's well, roll that wheel of Amiga. I do not want another Amiga game. I'm over Amiga, but I guess this is going to be George. Uh, we're going to get ready to uh, spin the next wheel. We're going to see the next game, and I'm out. This is Josh. See you later. And you know who else is out? Scab the Pirate Alien. Screw that pirate.